The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. There's no crying in baseball! No crying! And this game's underway. Into the windup of his first offering. Just a bit outside. Here's a drive in a deep left field by Castellanos. It will be a home run. Oh, my God. Deep to right field. Way up there. High, oh, high. And look who's coming up. You talk about a roll of the dice. This is it. Here's the payoff pitch. Welcome into Payoff Pitch, Action Network's MLB betting podcast. It is Friday, April 14th. Your host, Brendan Glasheen, joined today by Anthony DeBundo and BJ Cunningham. Our show, Payoff Pitch, is presented by BetMGM. We're here every Monday, Tuesday, and Friday during the baseball season. Three shows a week. Rate, review, subscribe. We greatly appreciate it. Season is off and running. 15-game slate. We've got a couple of Apple TV games. The Rays, bound for history. We'll find out how we're going to play the Rays or if we're going to stay away from the Rays. They're in Toronto tonight. Some other spots that I think these guys have circled, and also I may need a second at the end of the pod before Monday to get excited about Shohei Otani pitching on Patriots Day at Fenway Park. But first, best bets. We'll start with BJ Cunningham. Oh, thank you. That's exactly the response I'm looking for. How you doing, my friend? What do you got for a best bet on this Friday? I'm doing great, Brennan. Thanks for asking. I like the Rockies for the first five innings at plus 135 against the Mariners. Austin Gomber is going to be on the mound for Colorado. He's a pretty drastic underperformer the last two seasons since he became a full-time starter in the Rockies rotation. In 2021, he had an ERA of 4.53. XERA was a, almost a half run lower at 4.09. Then last season, his ERA was 5.56, but his XERA is almost a full run lower as well. And, you know, it's what it comes down to is he's a fly ball pitcher and he pitches in Coors Field, which is not a good recipe. So his home run per nine has been above 1.4 the last two seasons. The good news for him is this game is being played in T-Mobile Park, which is one of the more pitcher friendly parks in baseball. And if they decide not to close the roof in Seattle, it's going to be a cold one. It's going to be 47 degrees by game time. Gomber will be taking on one of my nemesis, one of the biggest overperformers in Major League Baseball, Marco Gonzalez who is averaging just 88 miles per hour on his fastball and 86 miles per hour on his cutter. Both of those pitches allowed an expected weighted on base average above 370 last season. He has one of the worst K per nine rates among qualified starting pitchers. And I mean, listen, he's very reliant on getting ground balls with his changeup, but the Rockies last season 
uh, per baseball savant against uh, left-handed fastballs and changeups that were below 90 miles per hour, had over a 300 expected batting average, a 351 expected weighted on base average, and a plus 21.7 run value. So they just obliterate soft tossing le- tossing lefties. So I like the value on Gomber and the Rockies, who I project as an ever so slight favorite here on the road, uh, plus 135. Okay, good stuff. Rockies uh, minus 17 run differential for the season, but BJ thinks they could uh, turn things around. Anthony DeBundo, you're up next. Best bet for Friday. Big slate. Everyone's in action. Yeah, uh, it's Tyler Wells Day again. If you remember and have been a podcast listener to this show for uh, you know more than the last few weeks and go back to last season, Tyler Wells, one of my favorite pitchers in all of baseball relative to the market. And I think the reason that the market is consistently lower on him is he doesn't put up uh, impressive strikeout numbers. His strikeout minus walk rate is consistently uh, below the, the level of what I think his actual pitching talent is. And he generates a lot of weak contact, a lot of pop-ups. Uh, he's on the road against the... Chicago White Sox. I like Baltimore in both halves, first five and money line, uh, because I think there's a huge gap between these two starting pitchers at this point in their careers. Mike Clevenger has made two starts for the White Sox this year. He has one pitch that grades out uh, as above average by stuff plus. So there are some real concerns in his pitch mix, four seam fastball stuff plus 83 in his last start, very below average. So I'm a little concerned about Clev. Uh, and his underlying numbers have been in a pretty stark decline the last couple of years, 4.7 XERA last year or two years ago, 4.65 uh, last season, and really hasn't shown anything thus far this season to make me think he's any better. Whereas Tyler Wells, like I mentioned, the strikeout rate is well below average. He's been about seven strikeouts per nine the last year and a half since he became a stretched out starter. Mm-hmm. But Wells has a 3.3 XCRA and a 107 stuff plus. So I'm encouraged by Wells. Both offenses here uh, are, well, for the White Sox, they're in their worst offensive split against righties. It has once again persisted this season thus far that Chicago is going to be a lead against left-handed pitching, and they're going to be about average to below average against righties. That's been true for the last three seasons. It remains true in the first two weeks of this year. And Baltimore now projects better against righties than lefties. So it's a very favorable split matchup. I like the starter a lot better, and it's a coin flip game, minus 110. I love Baltimore, first five, and money line. Total set at nine. Both teams have been good to the over this year, Chicago and Baltimore. Orioles nine and four to the over. White Sox eight, four, and one. And that's uh, limited company. We've got seven teams that have eight wins to the over this year, and those two teams are included. BJ likes the Rockies' first five. DeBundo, Orioles' first five, and full game money line. Okay, gents, uh, for Fade the Public today, let's just make it about the race. Like, we'll just we'll just take the easy way and just go race because doing two segments, I just find that this is the story, right? Like, Tampa Bay is 13-0, 13 wins to start a season, tied for the most to start a season since the Milwaukee Brewers were 13-0 in 1987. They can make history tonight. The Rays just wrapped up their series with Boston at home. They're in Toronto. Minus 130 on the money line. Blue Jays at plus 110. Rasmussen on the mound for the race, Jose Barrios for the Toronto Blue Jays. Listen, like everybody at this company, it seems like I've just been fading the Rays during this win streak, and the market's gotten too high on them. Like it, it did yesterday against the Red Sox. Red Sox were playing well, and then the, you know they imploded in the fifth inning, and that was that. But, PJ, they were playing the Tigers. Like I, I'm with you. Like I hope they have a good year, but they weren't playing that well. They were playing the Tigers. They were playing fine, Brennan. Okay. I mean, yeah, the market's just gotten kind of high here. Uh, but again, the, do I want to fade the Rays with with Jose Barrios again, a guy who was a 
a 4.5 XERA pitcher last season and is seemingly just starting to fall a little bit off a cliff because his first two starts have been really, really bad this season. And yeah. here's what I think it comes down to. And I think people need to, uh, why we keep, you know, fading the Rays and like that is because obviously the market's gotten too high on them. But what it really is, is like the perception of the Rays coming into the season was they had outstanding starting pitching, they have an outstanding bullpen, but their offense was very average, right? Like from a projection standpoint, and they've been the best offense in Major League Baseball to start the season. We're in thir- we're 13 games in, you know, from a projection standpoint, I don't expect them to be this unbelievable, you know, 390 weighted on base average offense going forward for the rest of the season. So from a pure talent perspective, the Blue Jays have more talent across their offense than the Rays do. Uh, but obviously you give the Rays an edge in the starting pitching and the bullpen matchup here. So, you know, I have the Rays at minus 112. Uh, Sean has them at, at minus 116. So if the Blue Jays get steamed up to, you know, a plus 125, plus 130 range, like, you know, I guess I got to bite the bullet again and and, and fade the Rays. But uh, yeah, I guess they'll, <laughs> they're probably going to make history tonight, which is crazy to, to say. So, they're getting 74% of the bets, 71% of the catch. It's about the same as it was last night before uh, I shut her down. Um, 32 home runs to lead Major League Baseball. Fucking Brandon Lowe. Guy's driving me nuts. Um, sorry. I'm just. Brandon Lowe. 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 Whatever. Derek Lowe is better. Lowe spelt it right and said it right. Um, Legend, Derek Lowe. Oh, God. I'm in, I'm in Denver. The MLB Network's on. They got the game on. They got the Sox Rays game on. I'm like, this team. Whatever. We're skipping They're winning the, the AL East. Yeah. DeBundo, yes or no on Tampa? You want to take Tampa or are we going to the other side and uh, thinking they're going to lose tonight in Toronto? Yeah, I mean, I like the Rays when they were an underdog, which you could have bet <laughs> last uh, yesterday morning. Yes. Uh, look ahead lines. Had yep. Rios is a minus 115 favorite. Uh, Tampa Bay right around even money. They, they actually opened some shops plus money. Now you're laying minus 130. I think that's the Rays tax personified. Uh, I want no part at all of Jose Barrios though. And he had one of the three or four worst zone contact rates in all the baseball last year. So when he threw the ball in the zone, teams did not miss it. Uh, the Rays are relatively disciplined in their uh, chase rates. So they're not going to chase his stuff all that much. Thus he will be in the zone. Thus he will get hit. I think in this matchup. Now I do kind of like the matchup for the Jays here because Rasmussen is similar in that sense. The, the, the Jays have a little bit more chasers in their lineup. They'll, they'll swing at bad pitches, but uh, thus far when Rasmussen has been in the zone, he has not generated a lot of whiffs uh, either. So I, I would lean toward the over here just based on that, but uh, I have no real play here. Okay. zarillo has got first five over five and a half runs. Can't Four go wrong with fading Brios these days. So there's always blow up potential with him. Okay. Baseball betting season is here, so get in on the action with the king of sportsbooks. Sign up with BetMGM using bonus code ACTION and get up to $1,000 paid back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Louisiana, Michigan, Mississippi, Nevada, New Jersey, New York, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Puerto Rico, Tennessee, Virginia, Washington, D.C., West Virginia, Wyoming, or Ontario only. Only must be 21 or older to wager, 19 or older in Ontario, new customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days.
case from insuance excludes Michigan disassociated persons. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona, 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado, D.C., Kansas, Louisiana, Nevada, Wyoming, or Virginia, 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan, 1-800-GAMBLER in Indiana, Maryland, New Jersey, or West Virginia, 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa, 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY in New York. Call or text Tennessee red line at 800-889-9789 or call 1-888-777-9696 in Mississippi. In Ontario, if you have questions or concerns about your gambling or someone close to you, please contact Connects Ontario at 1-866-531-2600 to speak to an advisor free of charge. Sports betting is void in Georgia, Hawaii, and Utah and other states where prohibited. Promotional offers not available in Nevada and New York. The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. See, when I was filling in the blanks on the rundown last night, I was not surprised to see one of you, BJ, Mm -hmm. taking the Cubs because the guy he's pitching against, Noah Syndergaard. Minus one sixty five on the money line. Yeah, break. I honestly, I think this has more to do with Justin Steele than it does okay. Noah Syndergaard. Like Justin Steele was really, really good. He's probably the Cubs' best starting pitcher last season. Three five xERA. He backed up in his first two starts already this season, giving up one run on seven hits and twelve innings of work. And he mainly does it with just a fastball and a slider. And his slider is incredibly effective. Last season allowed a one seventy six expected batting average and had a thirty two percent whiff rate. The Dodgers were much worse against left-handed pitching than they were against righties last year. They were the best offense in Major League Baseball against righties. Against left-handed sliders last year, 204 bat- X batting average, 280 X weighted on base average. Plus, I mean, this is something we talked about. Like The Dodgers lineup, uh, especially the bottom of it, is not as scary as it's been in, in years past. They just don't have the depth that they did you know, in, in the past few years. And Noah Syndergaard, yeah, like you mentioned, yeah, he's just not the pitcher he was with the Mets. You know, in those years in New York – his expected ERA never got above 3.5. His K per nine rate never went below nine. Last season with the Angels and the Phillies, his expected ERA was 4.3, and his K per nine rate was 6.05. That's really, really low for a guy who was throwing. And really, what it comes down to is before Tommy John, he was you know averaging 97 and a half miles per hour on his fastball and his sinker. Well, now he's averaging around like 93, 92.7. So. For a power pitcher not to be able to throw that much velocity anymore, he just doesn't really know how to pitch another way. So that's why I think you're seeing the the decline in Noah Syndergaard. So yeah, I I I like the Cubs at plus one fifty. I only have the Dodgers at minus one twenty seven because 
I believe the Cubs have an edge in the starting pitching matchup. Now you can give the Dodgers an edge in terms of their lineup and the bullpen, but yeah, I, I don't think that Syndergaard should be this significant of a favorite. Okay, I'm glad I'm glad that worked out when I uh, I figured one of you would go that direction. Yeah. And did so, and they're at minus one sixty now. The Dodgers uh, over at BetMGM. So let's come back a little bit, but yep. yeah, uh, Cubs are a dog. Debundo underdog that you like on this Friday slate. Yeah, I like the Kansas City Royals plus 115 at home against Charlie Morton and the Atlanta Braves. I'm a little worried about Big Chuck here and that the uh, cliff may have finally come for him. I mean, it's early. It's only been two starts, uh, but Morton is bottom 10 in the league in strikeout minus walk rate. And it does take some time for that statistic to stabilize and and be a little more meaningful, predictive. Mm -hmm. But it is one of the most powerful indicators we look at for a pitcher. And the concerning thing with Morton is not that the walks are up, but the strikeouts are down. Missing fewer bats, swinging strike rates down, stuff plus is down. Uh, and this is something that happened a little bit last year. So he was a little bit of a slow starter. He had a really bad April coming off of an injury. Uh, this year, there's no injury, and he is looking uh, almost as bad as he did at that point last year. So I'm going to take uh, a, a bite against Morton here that he's a little still overinflated, uh, and they're pricing him like a Charlie Morton that he may not be anymore. So I like the Royals uh, plus 115 at home. Big believer in Brady Singer's changes. Uh, still don't think he's necessarily ever going to be an elite guy, but certainly has improved his floor in the last year or so. Our audio producer, uh, Matt Mitchell, has chimed in that he's interested in the reverse run line, uh, plus 240. Thank you, Mitchell. And good luck to you on that one. Uh, Morton did pitch against the Padres last time out. Six innings or five innings, six hits, uh, allowed one home run. He walked a couple. You concerned though, but yeah, you're concerned. You're concerned the walk rate is going to be a well, not a walk rate, but the, the walks early on in the year have been a concern, right? Yeah, I mean, his curveball is still elite, it's one of the best curveballs yep. in all the baseball. But uh, fastball stuff plus for Morton's first two starts 84 in the first start, 73 in the second. 100 is considered average, is from Eno's model, Eno Saris. Um, that's really concerning when he was sitting above 100 last year. Mm-hmm. Okay, very good. Braves first place in the NL East, and we've got the Royals at 4-9, uh, minus 14 run differential. Okay, before we go, we give out a couple more bets, and then we uh, we send you off on your weekend, everybody. BJ, you can go first. What, do you, uh, what else you got? A couple more. Yeah, so I agree with Anthony. I like the Orioles for the first five. Uh, I like Tyler Wells there, you know, especially with the White Sox not having both Tim Anderson and Eloy Jimenez in the lineup obviously hurts them quite a bit, so I'm with Anthony on that. I like the over four and a half uh, for the first five in Giants Tigers. You know, Joey Wentz, like in a 32 inning sample size last season, he was about a three six XERA pitcher. He's had two really bad starts, especially one against Sox to begin this season. If you look at it from any projection model, he's a a four six four seven ERA type pitcher. So I don't expect him to put up the numbers that he did last season. So I think the market's just kind of overrating him a little bit. And Shamanaya has just been an, a really just bang on average major league baseball pitcher. And the Tigers were really good against lefties last season, but I love our Boston Red Sox as well. Oh. Brendan first five full game. Tanner Hawk is the red best starting pitcher. The Red Sox have in their arsenal. I mean, he's been under a three, seven XCRA for running basically his entire career. Now he's got incredible stuff. He's going up against Patrick Sandoval, who has been very, very good as well, but the Red Sox, we're top eight in Major League Baseball weighted on base average against left-handed pitching last season. They're at home. So I think there's some decent value on them. Um, Did you see their lineup yesterday? That That is not last season's lineup. It's okay. We're going to be okay. Oh Just I need you to take a deep breath. We're going to be okay. You, can't, you know, you, you said Action Network that the company as, as a collective 
has yeah. faded Tampa. Well, as a collective, you all keep betting the Red Sox too much. Yep. That's my yep. opinion. Well, they're undervalued. Like every and I get to week. say that as a host. I'm allowed to do every that. Every single like, day, they're observe. undervalued, and they're undervalued here again. So Red Sox, first five and right. full game, along with uh, every, fading Marco Gonzalez every possible way, including first five over one and a half runs. All right. Fine. Debundo, you're doing it too. I like this matchup for Tanner Houck because of all the pitchers in all of Major League Baseball, uh, you could make an argument, and I'd probably agree with it, that Tanner Houck is the most split-dependent pitcher in the league. Uh, and it has shown out through the first uh, couple of starts. When you're able to stack lefties against him, he's not very good. He uh, has allowed a .969 OPS against left-handed pitching this year. It was a major problem for him last year. He just he can't get lefties out. His stuff, his, his, uh, his arsenal is not well-suited, his slider being his best pitch not really having a ton of depth to the arsenal gives him problems. Uh, but against righties, he's elite. And let's think about the Angels lineup. Rendon, Renfro, Trout, Ward, Ohapi, five, Drury, six of their nine, Urshela, arguably, uh, although I think they'll platoon one or two of those guys. They're going to have six righties. The only lefties in the lineup really are the guy Otani. He's pretty good. So might be a problem there. But Otani, Luis Renjifo, and potentially Jake Lamb. Uh, so the, the Angels don't have left-handed bats to cause the similar problems. Uh, whereas, you know, Sandoval has kind of been a reverse splits guy. And, you know, Yoshida is questionable. That will be a big uh, impact to this offense. He, he His on-base skills are massive for the middle of this order. Uh, but Yoshida and Devers, they have good big left-handed bats that can cause problems for Sandoval, who has been better against righties in his career. So I like the split advantage here for Boston. I'm going to take the Red Sox. Uh, I split my bet as well. First five and full game. You can find them right around even money uh, at home. I like that for Boston. Just again, it's all about the splits with Hauk. Uh, and and when he's able to get a bunch of righties, he's pretty damn good. Uh, he's allowed a, an 0.83 batting average in 12 at bats this year against uh, righties. Much better against them. Uh, then I will also uh, want to note people who follow me in the app that I did bet Minnesota at, at plus uh, 155 last night, expecting Tyler Molly, who was projected starter, but uh, he's been scratched and it's now Louis Varland. Uh, no interest in Louis Varland at that number. Unfortunately, I'm stuck in a pretty bad bet here. Um, F5 over in Rockies Mariners, just a pure fate of both starting pitchers who grayed out in the bottom 10 and all the baseball and stuff. Plus uh, Marco Gonzalez, BJ already talked about the Rockies and how well they hit fastballs and changeups from soft tossing lefties. I agree with that. Uh, so I played some F5 over four and a half there. And then an ugly under Trevor Rogers against Madison Bumgarner. I like the under nine, and this is really all about the splits as well. Both offenses project much better against righties. Bumgarner, as bad as he is, uh, has been dealing with a little bit of like an, an injury thing. So I think he, his outing could be potentially shortened, uh, and that's good. The fewer uh, innings we get from Bumgarner, the better. But really, Miami historically bad against lefties last season. They're looking just as bad against them this year. Given their additions in the offseason, I don't expect a ton of improvements for them against Southpaws. Uh, so I'm going to take the under nine and hold my nose in Miami and Arizona. All right, gents. Very good. Good luck with the, the Red Sox bets. They do play uh, all weekend and then into Marathon Monday, Patriots Day on Monday. I am very much looking forward to those Shohei Otani that I'm into. BJ Cunningham, Anthony DeBundo, gents, you have a tremendous weekend and good luck with the picks. Looking forward to uh, seeing how this goes. 
And then I'm looking forward to Monday. Uh, Brendan Glasheen signing off. Thanks for tuning in to Payoff Pitch, Action Network's MLB betting podcast. We are presented by BetMGM. We will talk to you all again on Monday. Look at his crowd on its feet. What a tribute. No one wants to leave. Action Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.